This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft parties. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there. Luke'sIceHouse.com at 903 Durham Drive. Luke'sIceHouse.com. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. Okay, guys, welcome to Drink of Ages. Today's show is brought to you by the fine folks at Carbach Brewing Company. My name is David Graham, and with me tonight is brewmaster Eric Warner. And throughout the course of the show, we're going to hear from folks in the brew house, in the cellar, and in packaging so that we can paint a real-life picture for you about what working at a brewery is like. What was that movie called that uh, took place in Chicago at a craft brewery with uh, that hottie, Olivia Wilde? Drinking Buddies, yeah. Drinking Buddies. Is it going to be like that? Uh, I, not many people um, in the brewery sleeping with other people in the brewery that we're going to talk about anyways. But uh, That goes it, on in our brewery, <laughs> though, DG. Come on. But we're not going to talk about that a whole lot. We're going to talk about more of some of the myths of working at a brewery uh, versus the realities of working at a brewery. But, you know, today it is hot as hell outside, and it got me thinking um, sort of about when we started the brewery. Um, I don't know about you, Eric. Well, when we first started the brewery, four years ago in about a month we didn't have love street which is what i'm drinking now and that is like the perfect summertime beer but yeah that was that uh 2011 summer with the drought and the heat that killed all the trees in memorial park it was, it was brutal <laughs> i i came down from colorado to you know help start the brewery and i was like what the heck am i doing this is crazy yeah i remember that eric uh had, had been working um, in houston but then flying back to colorado on weekends and remember it got to be about May and we were walking downtown uh, Houston and it was relatively warm outside, uh, probably about 89, 90 degrees. And he leaned over and said, this is about like summer gets, right? And um, and we knew that he was going to be in for a rude awakening there. Uh, yeah, one of my best memories about uh, putting together the brewery was, yeah, it was that big drought. It was very hot. And about 2 p.m. every day, we'd put a whole case of uh, Kiernick Pilsner in the freezer uh our, our sister company was importing that brand at the time and uh it was only a few of us and by the end of the night we would have killed that entire case uh just from being so dang thirsty once we got done with the day i remember that summer and this just makes no sense at all but we uh you know we'd been working on building the brewery every day and it was just hot as all get out and and one night we busted out cigars this is about seven o'clock and we're drinking imperial stouts i mean it's still like 92 degrees outside but uh one of the guys happened to have some and it it just worked you know we but that's how spent we were it's like it didn't matter yeah yeah it was uh not only um awesome cigars but i believe is parabola yes uh, indeed firestone walker parabola Uh, great beer nothing says refreshment like uh the heat and a, a good parabola. Um, so yeah, uh, Eric, um, we hinted at it already, but for those of you who, uh, those of the listeners that don't know, 
tell them a little bit about your history and what got you down to Houston to begin with. Yeah, so I've been in craft brewing now for over 25 years. Went to Germany, got my degree in brewing science. It, I, I, I hit a crossroads at about age 23, law school or brewing school, and I think I, I chose wisely and uh, came back to the U.S. after getting my degree at Vine Stefan and have been in the craft brewing industry ever since. Kind of uh, serendipitously uh, connected with the uh, two main founders of, of Carbach and uh, started consulting and eventually came on board full-time as, as the brewmaster. Absolutely, and uh, Vine Stefan, of course, um, in Germany, known for making uh, a lot of great German styles as well as American uh, craft styles. Um, and I know we just were brewing this the other day. Uh, it seems early for a lot of folks listening, but we've already been brewing the first batches of Carb Oktoberfest. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I mean, that's a lager. It's a traditional lager, so it requires that extra aging time, and that's why uh, it's, it's so hard to imagine uh, the first Blue Norther coming through in October. But, uh, you know, our Oktoberfest Meritzen-style beers require that aging time, and so that's why we brewed them so early. But uh, we're really excited about this year's because it's brewed on our new brew house, and we're going to talk about that new facility here in the next couple segments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the, the – I think – one of my most favorite parts about working at the brewery, and I think Eric, you too, uh, is is naming some of these products. Carb Oktoberfest clearly was one of the easier ones to name, um, but not all of them have that have been that easy. Um, so we're just coming off the staycation, uh, which has been very successful for us this season. Um, boy, I've been drinking a ton of it. It's just really nice when it's it's super hot outside. Um, but I would say that was probably one of the most <laughs> contested, debated names that we've ever done. Well, you went one out of two on that because you had the name you really liked, which we're actually going to use next year. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that at that time. Um, and, and Staycation is a name. Both, both DG and I, we, we weren't really down with it at first, uh, but it, it really has come to grow on us. And, you know, DG's being a little humble here because he actually suggested the style. It's... Um, it's a session ale, but it's not a session IPA. That's one thing I really want to make clear. It's it's highly sessionable. It's got a lot of late edition hops, so you get a lot of hop aroma uh, and flavor, but it has very little bitterness, so it's a, extremely uh, drinkable. And then, of course, uh, you know I'm I'm 52, so my eyes can't really read the wonderful copy that DG wrote on the side of that can. But I, uh, when it's read to me by my wife, I laugh every time. <laughs> Right on. Well, guys, uh, just want to make sure you guys are aware that our new facility is open. Uh, we'd love to have you out of the brewery. We're now open seven days a week. Our beer garden's open 2.30 to 9, uh, Monday through Friday, Saturday noon to 9, Sunday noon to 5.30. And then something that's very new to us and has been a lot of fun to be a part of is actually the restaurant and patio, uh, which is open daily for lunch and dinner. Um, so please come check us out. Uh, we've got a wonderful chef, uh, Joe Stasich, uh, who couldn't be here tonight because he is uh, working another event. But I think you'll find the food is excellent, the atmosphere is great, and, of course, uh, there's plenty of beer flowing. Eric, anything to add about what folks could, um, could expect when they come out to the restaurant? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's really cool there is we have some sort of trial beers that we do that you're not going to get anywhere else. And that's not because we're hoarding it just for use at the brewery but we'll take some of our beer and put it into say one 
barrel, either a tequila barrel or a, a bourbon barrel or something as a, a test idea. And that's what's great about doing that at the brewery is we're all there to observe the consumer reaction and kind of gauge the response to that. So that's, uh, and, and I think tomorrow they actually have a tequila barrel aged quad. Yeah, and of course you folks are listening in the future right now, so uh, you're, we're probably out of that. But, uh, but you can always uh, call up the restaurant or check our Facebook or Twitter uh, and find out when those things are happening. But yeah, as Eric mentioned, uh, you know we br- we view the uh, facility as as a big education piece to teach you guys a lot about the beer we're making. Uh, but also, uh, it's educational for us to learn from you about what you guys are liking, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. So we definitely want to have you out there. Please let your server know, or your bartender know, or if you see anybody walking around in a Carbox shirt, uh, let them know uh, what we can be doing uh, better. Um, so we'll be back soon uh, after this. Uh, keep listening to Drink of Ages. Hey, this is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show. I want to tell you about a beer you need to go out there and try. It is Eighth Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. Dome Foam is a throwback cream ale that tips the hat to light, easy-drinking beer served at the Astrodome. It is a pre-prohibition-style beer. It's very light, crisp, smooth, very mild on hops and bitterness, but very easy-drinking. And it kind of reminds you of those days back at the old Astros games at the Astrodome. 5.1% ABV makes a very good, sessionable beer for the hot days here in Houston. Go out there and find you some. Eighth Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. Western Swing Wednesday is happening at Rudyard's Pub. Doors open at 7 and music goes from 7.30 to 11. Free entry from 7 to 8. $5 cover after that. Music to two-step and wads from some of Houston's finest pickers and pedal steel sliders from the 1930s through the 80s. Artists include Bob Wills, Ray Price, Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, Tammy Winnett, Lefter Friesel, and many more. And no miss Chef Joe's beer dinner the last Thursday of the month. RudyardsPub.com to get more info. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft parties. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there. Luke'sIceHouse.com at 903 Durham Drive. Luke'sIceHouse.com. Howdy. We are the uh, Brandon McDermott Band from Galveston, Texas. Thank you all for having us on the Drink of Ages radio show. Uh, I'm Brandon McDermott. Larry Perez. I'm Brock Adams. Yeah, we're uh, all Galveston fellas, and we're going to play a song for you called Been Here Before. 
Sitting here for three damn days Staring down at this blank page And I can't find the words hiding in this pen Sun's going down in my living room Gonna turn the lights on soon And I guess another day just came and went And I I've been here before And I've been here before Got a girl by my side She sure can make me smile I wonder if she's planning on hanging around She's the one I've been wishing for Or is this just nothing more Than another way to throw my wishes down Okay, we're back with Drink of Ages. I'm David Graham, and with me is Brewmaster Eric Warner. And we also got some uh, some of the rest of the crew who really work in the belly of the beast uh, day to day. So we're going to talk a lot about uh, what it's like working at a brewery um, day in, day out. 
Um, but before we forget, we all have a fresh beer in front of us. So uh, how about a cheers? cheers. Prost! Zum Wohl! Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, uh, as I mentioned in the first segment, we do have our new facility up and running. And I thought it'd be cool to talk uh, with you, Eric, uh, and you, Rocky, who uh, Rocky is a brewer for us at Carbach, about some of the differences between the old brew house and the new brew house. Yeah, I mean, so we just brought this brand new 120 barrel German made, fully automated brew house online earlier this year. And it's been an amazing upgrade. I mean, we needed the capacity, but we've also gotten much higher quality wort out of this brew house. So we're, we're just thrilled to, to death to have it. And Rocky, uh, you know, you, you started off in packaging, uh, but, but yeah, like how did you come to Carbach and, and uh, how'd you become a brewer? Well, um, uh, you know, I, I started off in packaging, but before that I was actually a volunteer just pouring beer since uh, November of 2011. I was uh, lucky enough to get an interview with you, and you were um, silly enough to hire me. I raked I you over the that. coals, didn't I? Well, a little bit. Uh, you asked me a great, great question, which is by far the best interview question ever. Are you? Uh, I think I already know it, by yeah. the way. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I've probably told the story plenty of times, but uh, it, was, it was, you know, do you really want to work for a brewery, or are you just some 25-year-old fool who... Uh, really doesn't know where he's going in his life and i think my answer was well yes eric i'm a 25 year old fool but uh uh you know i i'm not sure if i want to work for a brewery but i definitely want to work for carbach and uh still love the beer still love what i do and happy to be here yeah it's it's an amazing uh path that different people take to becoming craft brewers and it's it's very you know one of the things that it's kind of different between how it goes down in the U.S. and how it goes down in Germany is, you know, in Germany, you actually have to be a, a, a master brewer to even run a brewery. And uh, here in the, the States, you know, it's we're kind of the, hey, make it all happen at whatever you need to do to, to get it done kind of mentality. And so that's really opened the door for a lot of people who are enthusiastic about beer to, to get into the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of the brew house, uh, some great smells coming out of the brew house this week. Um, if you were there, you would have almost sworn it was fall. Can you guys talk a little bit about what was brewing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, tis the season to start brewing Crunkin' Pumpkin, which uh, I'm sure some of you are familiar with. Uh, a great pumpkin beer. Um, however, incredibly, incredibly challenging to brew. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw you. Uh, yeah, what, what, what's hard about making that, that beer, Rocky? I mean, yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't seem that hard, but, you know, we, uh, we have to drag 1,600 pounds of pumpkin, 600 pounds of brown sugar, uh, throw in a couple of kilograms of uh, uh, nutmeg, some spices. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, you just have to, uh, uh, you know, it seems like one beer wouldn't be that hard, but when you're managing three at a time and that's one of them, you kind of have to put on your PF flyers and pickle the beast. So, you know, that's you, you brought up three beers at a time. I mean, we're... On our old brew house, obviously at the end, we were 24-7 doing multiple brews per day. And even on the new brew house, we're already doing some multiple brews per day. And, and what's the difference between doing that on the old system versus the new system? Well, uh, both have their uh, um, benefits and, uh, and flaws. The only real flaw in the new one is uh, everything has been uh, grown as far as weight and the amount of uh, specialty 
uh, grains we have to throw, the amount of hops we have to weigh. Um, it's great because the amount of human error that actually is allowed has, has really dropped down, and therefore we're allowed a much more just uh, consistent product, no matter who the brewer, the uh, uh, product comes out great. And the efficiency of the brew house itself has gone up, so it allows us to, like you said, get a lot more quality wort out of it. Uh, the old brew house, um, I mean, I, I, I love that. That's where I started out, you know. So uh, my, my very first my very first brew of Rodeo Clown going in, you go and see everything. You look in the vessels and uh, uh, you're actually smelling the wort a lot more. And, uh, 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 I you know, I really enjoyed starting out there. But uh, the new one, besides the uh, uh, work that goes into it as far as grain and everything, is, is definitely helped us out uh yeah you're learning uh, i mean one of the cool things about the new system is um you know you're learning about uh software and automation and you know like so many parts of our lives these days that's that's a big upgrade uh to to what we've done and uh you know you can actually like brew a batch from your from your phone right in theory yes in theory you can well i mean not necessarily though the, the only the only difference is you still have to have a human being there to load everything up but if uh you know say you had a robot who could weigh out every single hop and throw all the malts and everything like that then sure absolutely you can start the mash in if everything's milled in properly uh, you can start the mash in from home which is pretty cool um, especially if you want to start brewing at four o'clock in the morning and you just don't want to wake up at three to drive all the way to work so so rocky what's your uh what what's your favorite beer to brew and and maybe tell us a little bit about the uh, projects you've been working on lately well uh, my favorite beer to brew i would have to say is carb oktoberfest honestly um not for any general particular reason i just happen to love that beer and so the more i get to brew it, it means the more i'll get to drink it um, but some of the projects uh, that we're all working on is uh, a part of a, a new series that uh, is just kind of trying to push our limits as far as uh, basically our experimentation and, and our creativity. And I'm really excited. Uh, next one uh, that should be coming out is a Golden Stout. Um, and uh, I just brewed a little Sabco batch of that, and it's uh, uh, hopefully going to be really good. But you know, we'll, we'll see. How what these is a go. golden stout, that's Rocky? An, that's an excellent question. So essentially, it's a combination of several styles. Um, it, it, uh, and by several, I mean two. It's <laughs> going to be a uh, uh, essentially a stout, uh, a golden heavy almost really, but with uh, stout elements of uh, a really nice. Uh, um, sweet malt build and then follow with elements of a stout like uh, chocolate or coffee and uh, 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 perhaps some vanilla we're gonna experiment with dry hopping as soon as it's done with fermentation this week man i gotta like pay more attention to what you guys are doing in the pilot brewery golden stout this sounds kind of crazy <laughs> this is gonna be good i mean i brewed it so i'm assuming that uh no no it's not but we're gonna we're gonna find out we're gonna find you're out you're selling yourself short rocky you brewed a uh, great irish red uh that was very popular at carbach restaurant and patio uh, rocky real quick before uh we uh move on uh tell us about your desert island beer and by the way i'll go ahead and say it does not need to be a carbach beer you don't have to mention a brand if you don't want but what's your desert island beer 
I could no sooner pick a favorite child, honestly. I, uh, um, I love uh, um, every style of beer, essentially. My, I can tell you my, the, the styles I le uh, drink the least. However, um, as far as what I could pick, as far as picking one style to drink for the rest of my life, that is impossible because it really just depends. That is such a cop-out. Yep. We're going to force you to off, say dude. something. Your, your island's going to be barren. Yep. You, you either what? get one beer or you get no beer. Well, that's a terrible. On this desert island. Um, I know. We're, we're, Rocky, we're going to give you a few minutes to think about this later in the show. We'll let you uh, uh, we'll come, come up back. with a different answer. All right. Well, I, I stand by my answer. But okay. Guys, once again, you're listening to Drink of Ages. So happy to have you with us. Uh, later in the show, we're going to be talking with uh, Nate Pryor, who is in the cellar, uh, as well as Aaron Edelman, Aaron Edelman, uh, about packaging. And then uh, we'll talk to the great... Brandon McDermott Band. Stay with us. Sitting there drinking beer, I'm standing at that TV. Everybody on that screen is happy as could be That got me thinking, hey, there's gotta be someone for me somewhere out there So I went to my closet, put on my cleanest dirt shirt Called up all the boys, said, hey, let's go chase some skirt We got really drunk, we all stayed that way past two I went home alone again Cause I did not meet you well, I know you're out there You're hungover as hell You've been hiding from your boss all day So he couldn't tell You got home, you saw those happy people on TV Came and looked for me To get to you, things never gonna change. You drag yourself to work all day and you drink those nights away. Well, guys come up and talk to you, but they're not the kind of stay that's when you say. I know you're out there, you're hungover as hell. You've been hiding from your boss all day. So he couldn't tell You got home, you saw those happy people on TV Came and looked for me well, I know you're out there and you're hungover as hell Been hiding from your boss all day So he couldn't tell You got home, you saw those happy people on TV Came and looked for me Came and look for me. Came and look for me. Yeah. 
Thank you. You're too kind. Too kind. Enjoy Prohibition-era beer and cocktails as you learn about the history of the drinks in Galveston's free state period of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. The tour is every Saturday at 8 p.m. and begins at Drunken Monkeys. The cost is $50 per person, but that includes a tour of drinks, gratuity, and transportation on Galveston's historic tours and electric shuttle. Reservations are needed and can be made by calling 409-789-9911. That's GalvestonHistoricTour.com. And also check out their booze cruise they do. Get you around safely by checking out a lot of cool places around Galveston. Again, that's GalvestonHistoricTour.com. Our friends at Southern Star Brewing Company up in Conroe have a new beer release and they go with their regular badass lineup of tasty brews. Level Up is part of their taproom series and is an India Pale Lager. Using a lager yeast makes it crisp and clean like a lager, but with a hot punch like an IPA. 6% ABV will definitely make this one a summer favorite. Look for it when you're out, or go up to Conroe and have some at the brewery, southernstarbrewing.com. Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a Growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your Growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wall Drive. Houston Funk Fest, August 22nd here at Firehouse Saloon. Over 40 wild farmhouse and sour ales, funk bands, funky cheese, light-up dance floor, and a costume contest. It's going to be a party. We're going to funk it up big time. DJ playing some of your favorite stuff. Get out of here. You're going to dance. You're going to drink. HoustonFunkFest.com. Tickets are going to go on sale real soon. Houston Funk Fest. Get ready for it. Pops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. Okay, guys, we're back with Drink of Ages. Uh, David Graham here with Eric Warner, brewmaster at Carbach Brewing Company. And we are joined now with uh, Chief Sellerman, Nate Pryor. Nate, thanks for being with us. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Nate's got a, uh, a really interesting background. Um, he's, and, and, you know, his time at Carbach is kind of a reflection of some of the different things he's done in life. He's literally the one guy in the brewery that's kind of worked in every department, uh, packaging, brew house. He actually started with us as a, uh, a driver, worked in sales, um, worked briefly in the maintenance and engineering department. Uh, he's our fantasy football director, and uh, I'm going to let him tell you how complicated that's gotten now that we've grown to 120-plus employees. Um, But most interesting on his resume that I'm going to let him talk about first is he was a uh, butt fusion technician. (laughs) Nate, what was that all about? So, yeah, butt fusion technician, which... Never fails to, to, to bring a laugh out of anybody you tell that you've been certified to be a butt fusion technician. There, there's actually, I'm not sure where it is now, but at, at one time there was a certificate hanging on the wall that identified me as a certified butt fusion technician. A certificate. So just yes. like I have like a brewmaster certificate, you've got that. Absolutely. Wow. There's no like... They give you a certificate. It's not like a trophy or something for butt fusion. There's not a trophy. 
There's not a trophy. DG, this is a real like skill he learned. That is I know, and I think it warrants a trophy. But but it, it well it warranted him a, a, a entry point a into plaque, a craft brewery a plaque at least yeah uh, butt welding butt fusion it's it's uh, it, it's it's hard not to talk to anybody without laughing about it or having them laugh at you uh, just and you don't shy away from it just come right out with it but but it refers to the butt ends of pipe fittings. Or the such, uh, butt fusion. Uh, when you're when you're talking about non-sexual field work, with uh, with regards to you know pipe and and fittings. Uh, in this case, uh, in my case, polyethylene piping uh, is is just uh, a fusion of the butt ends of the pipe together. Well, now that prepped you extremely well for what cellar work is all about. Tell us a little bit about, you know, real briefly, what day in the life of a cellar is and, and what that's all about. I mean, people have an idea of packaging, brew house, but cellar, I think, is kind of something that's not totally understood by everybody. I don't know. All this butt fusion talk sounds kind of asinine to me. <laughs> but a boom <laughs> Nailed that was a dad joke, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, this is me dropping the mic. Yeah, so, uh, you know, with, with that previous job, uh, uh, you know, a lot of laying pipe. Um, Take that, Rocky. All right, the cellar, though. People yeah, don't back understand. To work. This is a beer show, yeah. guys. <laughs> People don't really know, uh, again, what Eric was saying. Brew house, yeah, I got it. You brew the beer. Packaging, get it. But what, do you, what goes on in the cellar? It's it's the same thing. We're we're uh, we're just the conduit to uh, to get the product from one place to the next. Um, you know, we uh, we don't turn the beer into beer. The yeast turns the the wort into beer. All we do is provide the way to introduce the wort to the yeast. We we uh, you know we hold its hand the entire time it it lives in our cellar, which incidentally is not in a basement. <laughs> yep, but a lot why, of well, so Nate, why why do they call it a cellar? The I mean, the, it's it's uh, it's it's cellaring as in aging. Um, I think it, yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to like at least in the ger- you know German the Keller, uh, and and they actually used to have you know aging cellars in rock caves and stuff like that, or in the low part of a building. Because that was like the coolest part of the the brewery, right? The the correct temperatures for for uh, for the for the yeast to live in, so that they could you know do their proper work on on the wort to, to the beer, and and make the the perfect clean finished product that we're looking for. So that cold aging is really important. Absolutely. So like you're the guy on the ground in the brewery in the cellar. But to me, it seems like this uh, Brett IPA that we just released a few weeks ago, which is really a fascinating beer because it kind of continues to evolve in the keg, and I think it will continue to do so. But that seemed like a really hard beer to, to brew and cellar. It's, it's definitely the first thing that popped into my head when you asked what's the hardest beer we had to work with. And it's been such a such a new challenge which we welcome absolutely that's i mean we wouldn't be in the job if we didn't 
but such a huge challenge that that I, I just kind of tried to force it out. <laughs> but talk more about that. Why was it such a challenge? Was it, I know obviously y'all dry hopped that, but what else about that beer specifically for folks who might not know a lot about uh, Britannomyces, why was that such a challenge? Uh, specifically for the for the Britannomyces, the bread, as, as we call it. Uh, the bread, uh, you know, I mean, we use, we use so it's a, it's a type of yeast, it's a yeast strain. We use different yeasts for different beers, uh, we we work tirelessly to keep them from cross contaminating. We don't want our L yeast to touch our lager yeast. We don't want any of those to touch our Hefeweizen yeast for our vice versa. Uh, and of course, we don't want the Brett yeast to to touch any of the others. Uh, and then, with this Brett yeast, what makes it so special is that it continues it continues to alter the beer. As you, you know, you taste the beer maybe out of the fermenter, you taste it a couple months later, you taste it in the bright tank, you taste it day one fresh, you taste it three months aged, it's going to continue to work on that beer. That, that Brett, as, as we abbreviate it, is, it's a special product. Yeah, I've, I've never seen a beer that uh, I've been a part of that's kind of evolved. Like I, I did back at Flying Dog, we did a, a, a Brett, the Gonzo Porter. We did a barrel-aged Brett version of that, and that thing kind of kept changing over several months. And um, I'm really excited that we've stashed some of these kegs back that uh, I think a year from now we're going to uh, – going to look at releasing yeah and if you haven't tasted it yet you can try that at the brewery uh also some bars around town but you can also try it at funk fest which is coming up uh august 22nd actually right here at the firehouse saloon uh brought to you by drink of ages uh nate thank you so much real quick though uh we've asked this question already uh your desert island beer so i know the question's coming i've had time to prepare for it and there's not one I can name. Oh, come on, There's, guys. What's up? What I want on a desert island is fresh beer. The one thing the one thing that always, always gets to me, always surprises me, is when I drink day fresh beer, bright beer, you know, beer that's, beer that's just come off of that canning line. And regardless of what I think of that beer, whether it's my favorite beer, whether it's the beer that, that I drink occasionally – when I drink that beer straight off of the canning line, straight off of the off of the tap in the beer garden or or in the in the restaurant, it it's just so clean. It's it's the beer that I want to always drink. That's a great answer, Rocky. You got a lot of time to think about this. Yes. Do you have an answer for your desert island beer? Yes, it's probably not the answer you want. My answer would be uh, any. Uh, I, I really can't choose one because uh, any beer that I would actually choose uh, uh, that really awes me is going to be one that I'm sharing with someone else. So if I'm on a desert island, you know what? But if I have to choose just to satisfy the audience, uh, I won't tell you a name, but I'll give you a clue. It's from Founders, and it's dark. And for those beer lovers out there, happy hunting. So we are out of beer. We need to refresh. We'll be right back with Drink of Ages. Hey, guys. David Graham here from Carbach Brewing, inviting you to check out the brewery after our recent expansion. We're now open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday at 11 to 10 p.m. and Sunday noon to 10 p.m. For more information on tour times and, of course, delicious food, visit our website at www.carbachbrewing.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Carbach Brewing. Cheers. 
Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try a Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style pale ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cast Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cast Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies? for your branded merchandise. Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at castbranding.com. Okay, we're back, and to keep things trucking along, uh, last but not least in the process is maybe the most important guy, the guy who actually gets that product into a keg, into a bottle, into a can, here with A.A. Ron Edelman. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. So, um, you know, we've been talking about the brew house, we've been talking about the cellar, uh, but we've also been talking about this theme of what were you doing before craft beer? How, how did you get into this? Uh, well, I started drinking a lot of craft beer, um, but how I got my foot in the door at Carbock was actually I was working for a car dealership for a long time and going to school, and then... Uh, one day my mind just thought, you know, I love drinking this beer, why not try and send in my resume, see what happens. And then I got a call and uh, got hired on and the rest is history, man, I love it. So what goes on in packaging? I mean, what's the difference between, we, we have canned beer, we have kegs, and we also have a little bit of bottled beer. So talk to us about the differences between those operations. Uh, all three of those are uh, an animal all on their own, uh, kegging is probably the thing that takes the longest just because we do so much and our machine isn't uh, the biggest machine in the world. I mean, uh, That's the only original piece of equipment we still have in the brewery. Right, right, right. And, you know, uh, there are days where we'll, just, we'll start kegging a beer, except probably Hopadillo or Love Street. Those are two of the beers. That how we many, do like, Hopadillo kegs, when we do a run of Hopadillo, how many Hopadillo kegs are we doing in a day? Oh, man, we would do probably 200 half-barrel kegs, which are the bigger kegs. And then probably 250 to maybe even 300 of the, of the slimmer ones, which are the quarter barrels. And when we do cases, like how many cases are we doing on a big day? Man, on Hopadillo, uh, probably 5,000 to 6,000 cases just of six packs. That's not including the loose cases that go into our variety packs. Wow. That's a lot. So uh, when it comes down to, to canning or bottling, what do you prefer to do? Uh, canning. <laughs> By, a resounding canning. Yeah. yeah. Canning big time. Uh, bottling is just, uh, it's a beast all on its own. It, you got to have a, a good group of guys that are constantly going and going and going. And, uh, you know, canning, canning, we have this, this awesome machine that we 
got a, a little over a year ago, I believe, and uh, you know it works really, really well. And it's you know I get the joy of being one of the guys that gets to operate that machine during our runs and kind of lead our crew of guys and uh, getting to learn the way the machine works and kind of understand everything about that machine. It's really pretty cool. Great. Well, uh, just real quick for those of those of us uh, who have not seen packaging in motion, tell us about the environment in the packaging hall when things are just running at full, full clip. Uh, loud and fast. Those are the two words that come to mind immediately when you ask that question. Because um, you have probably you have one machine that's rinsing the cans. You have another machine that's filling the cans, which is a beast. You have another machine that's rinsing the cans again. Then you have an X-ray and a dryer, and about and then you have to put actually put the dust covers on the cans. Uh, so it's loud and well, and you got the music playing in the pack hall too. That's you, you got to have the tunes I mean, going. Absolutely, I mean, you got to keep your sanity when you're when you're running a long day. Five thousand like cases, yeah. yeah you got to yeah. keep it keep it up, uh, uh, keep it light. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Ron, thanks for joining us. Real quick, we got to ask you though, what's your Desert Island beer? Uh, and don't give us these answers like Rocky and Nate. What's uh, your Desert Island beer? Man, man up, man up. I even had longer to think about this. Uh, I was thinking about uh, Grapefruit Sculpin from Ballast Point. That's a good one. Uh, and I was also recently had uh, one from New Glarus up north uh, called Spotted Cow that was really excellent. Easy to drink, refreshing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm right on target. Well, we're in good there. shape because we just hired the uh, QA manager from New Glarus. He's been with us for about two months. so Very talented yeah, guy. guy. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much. Turning real quick to Adam LeSage, our director of fun, before we get the Brandon McDermott band in here. Adam, uh, director of fun, it's a pretty uh, big title to live up to. Um, why are you named that? Uh, because God loves me more than anybody else on the planet. <laughs> Uh, actually, what I do is I'm in marketing at the Garbach Brewery, and I market exclusively to the athletic community. So I lead up like all of our cycling events, all of our running club, uh, which we do every Thursday, and we get you know somewhere around 100 runners each Thursday. So all of our so today is Thursday. We're recording this show. It was like 100 degrees uh, at the it's time disgusting. of the running club. How many how many runners? How many crazy runners were out there tonight? We had about 90 runners today, which you know is a wow. pretty good turnout. And yes, they're all crazy. And yes. we used to have a philosophy that if the weather was was too bad we'd cancel it but everybody just still shows up because they just love that break a sweat and drink a beer mentality and that's what we do so adam uh you you lead up a lot of fun active activities the cycling team the bruise cruise which happens the first monday of every month in houston uh second monday of every month in austin uh second tuesday of every month in san antonio and the third monday of every month in college station uh People can go to the website to find out more about those activities? Yes, sir. Just go to events to whichever area that you want to participate at, and all the information is right there where we'll start at. And if you ever see Adam LeSage in a bad mood, let me know because I have never seen it. All right Cheers, on. guys. Thank you so much for joining us. This is David Graham here with Brewmaster Eric Warner from Carbach Brewing Company, and we're joined now by the Brandon McDermott Band. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Well, thanks, for having thanks for having us. us. Yeah. So, guys, before we start talking about the music, I, I want to. Um, I was doing some research on you guys today. Oh. Um, I was, you know, trying to prepare for the yes. show. Yes. Yeah, yes. and I'm, I'm on your website and I'm reading your bio. Who wrote your bio? Uh, I wrote it. So, if you need any further proof that this guy is a good songwriter, just go read the bio. I want to start out by reading the first paragraph of the bio. If you were thinking of the most glorious sound that could ever be produced, as if heaven itself were to part the clouds for the briefest of moments and all the angels gathered to sing the most angelic song, 
And it was so beautiful that it could only be heard for a single whisper of a moment where the gloriousness of the sound would overwhelm everyone on earth. Yep, that's the Brandon McDermott band. I mean, come it's on, right there. It, says, it <laughs> says it all. It says That's it all. how good we are. Yeah. I don't think it... Uh, over. need some Skittles and <laughs> yeah. golden. I, I don't think it overdoes <laughs> it at all. I think it's, no, it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's a modest description <laughs> good. of Texas country band. <laughs> well, well done. I, I, uh, I really like that. So you guys are from, uh, as we were just talking about, your BOI, Born on the Island. Tell me about growing up in Galveston and how that sort of shaped your music. Uh, well... I'll let everybody tell their growing up stories. and uh, I feel like growing up from Galveston is a pretty unique perspective on the Texas scene because you get the all the Texas juices, but you also get some island life and some surfing and some sand between your toes. And Absolutely. That's kind of where we come from, I guess. You know, we, we love floating the river and we love going to Green Hall, but we also like sitting in a kayak and fishing in the evening and uh, hanging out on the beach all day and riding our bikes on the seawall and drinking beer. So... That's right. The music scene in Galveston is pretty, uh, pretty lively, given that it's kind of a small island, and you know it's gotten notoriety over the years, you know, mainly from hurricanes. But aside from that, I mean, you got a lot of good live music, good live local bands, and uh, we're happy to be one of them now. But it was like always a dream. I would go out and see uh, all the local bands and, and hear them play. And I grew up on classic rock and blues and country, and and now I'm in a country rock, country band that, that plays a little bit of kind of a rock flow to it, and. We love it, man. We love Galveston. Yeah, Larry Larry and I actually met in uh, fifth grade, I think. It's at Weiss Middle School. That's right. And, uh, Weiss we actually, House. Yeah, Weiss House. <laughs> we actually started out in a uh, kind of an alternative heavy rock band. Uh, it was a band called Lost. And uh, so our roots go way back into different genres. And as we've grown up, we've kind of... He's tapped more into, uh, I guess you've always been into blues and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, definitely. That's Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, kind of shaped my guitar playing. So. Yeah, it's just a good mix of, uh, of all kinds of different angles from the, you know, a music perspective, for sure. I actually got Brock to join the band on the beach. I was, uh, he was uh, renting jet skis and selling uh, an umbrellas, and I was working for the Galveston Beach Patrol lifeguarding on the beach, and uh, I was playing guitar by myself and a guitar player, and I was like, hey, you play drums, are you interested in being in a band? He's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> there we did. And by the way, this is Brock Adams, he plays drums for us, and this is Larry Perez, he plays uh, lead guitar for us, and Clark Duhon is our bass player. So even though we are the Brand McDermott band, uh, it's the four of us that make it up, it's not just all about the name. So you guys mentioned beer, so uh, keeping with the theme of the evening, you know, what are some of your favorite beers, or what would your desert island beers be. And by the way, feel no need to uh, say Carbox. There's a lot of Carbox shirts in here. I feel like a better... <laughs> no, but seriously, what are some styles of beer or brands of beer that, uh, speaking of island life, your desert island, if you could only have one beer for your life, the rest of your life, or one style, what would you kind of gravitate towards? Hmm. I'm a lager fan. Lager? I love lagers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Darker beers. You're a darker beer, okay. Yeah. I'm more of a Pilsner fella. Okay. I, uh, he likes beer-flavored water. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. When we're singing, I usually drink the light stuff because it's a little it's easier on the, on the throat. Cords, yeah. But, yeah, sure. but if I'm just, you know, watching the sun sink into the bay, I like a nice, delicious Carbock brew. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's great. So you, you mentioned a little bit of classic rock, and I don't know if you'd consider this classic rock, but... Uh, is it true that you actually played with Poison, or is that... Uh... No, that's to- totally true, although I think, to be honest, he was going by Brett Michaels. Okay, well, then, still... But Poison was... was one of my favorite bands growing up. I used to skateboard to him and all that stuff, and it was just awesome. And 
We got booked. Actually, uh, Tom, who runs Firehouse Saloon, booked us for his. Um, uh, it was the Biker Weekend. Badlands. Lone Star Rally down in Galveston. Oh, yeah. oh, that is a crazy or? weekend down yeah, in Galveston. Awesome, what yeah. was it like playing with Brett Michaels down well, in Galveston? He his sound check was awesome, and I'll say he's playing in Galveston, you know, and it. It wasn't a coliseum, it wasn't New York City or anything like that, and he gave everything. You would think he was playing to a million people. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. I know when we were playing, his his uh, kind of classic look for himself is that bent-up cowboy hat was just sitting on his oh, amplifier yeah. right by where we were playing the whole time, and I wanted it so bad, but... <laughs> Did you steal it? No, we didn't it? steal it. We didn't steal it at all. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was really fun. I uh, was in Germany just about a year ago when we were checking out our new brewing equipment. I saw Billy Idol at this like country festival in, in Germany, and he and Steve Stevens, man, were just absolutely tearing it up. I mean, Billy Idol's, I think, like 60 now, but he wow. was just bopping all over the stage. It's really cool to see those guys that could, you know, be like tossing it in, just oh, still yeah. loving what they do, you know, and really passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, Brett had a catwalk, and he was walking down on the end, and girls were throwing bras up to him, just like it was the 80s. It was awesome. Yeah, you know, he had that short-lived, uh, you know, reality show, too. Oh, yeah. Were those ladies uh, down there for that? <laughs> I think that... What was that called? Uh, Rock of Ages. Rock, Rock of Ages. I think the Biker Weekend and Rock of Rock Ages. Of Rock, Rock of Love. Rock of Love. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I think the uh, the Biker Weekend in Galveston and Rock of Love are very similar in their Congruous. lady yeah, yeah, draw. Fits together. Well, cool, guys. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, last question, though. You know, what is it? We talked about your Desert Island uh, beers, but what is it about beer and music that you think just goes so well together? I don't know. With Texas music, especially with what we play, and growing up and going to Texas A&M and watching Texas bands, you hear that first chord, it just makes you want to drink a beer. And that's it's connecting with people too, yeah, man. I mean, everybody's is. drinking a beer. You like, hey, raise your beers, everybody! Everybody raise their beers, and they're saluting, you know, to America, really, because always America. freedom, yeah, freedom. Right. And that, that's about where we should leave it, freedom. Uh, right. Guys, uh, thank y'all for being out here. Uh, real quick, where can people find you on the internet? So uh, our website www.brandonmcdermottband.com, uh, and that has links to our Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I think we even still have a MySpace link on there. <laughs> well, so. it, hey, hey, you know what? It's good for the music hosting. That's it's right. Free. You know, people can listen to your songs, and our music's on iTunes and. Uh, Amazon, CD Baby, and we're actually about to go into the studio and rec record a new album up in Wimberley at uh, Yellow Dog Studios, produced by Adam Oder of Reckless Kelly fame. So, wow, that's awesome. That. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you all so much. You're about to be taking the Sweetwater 420 stage. We look forward to hearing that. This has been Drink of Ages once again. You can find us on social media, uh, Carbach Brewing on Twitter, uh, slash Carbach Brewing on Facebook, and, of course, www.carbachbrewing.com. And uh, join us next week on Drink of Ages. Uh, it won't be us. Uh, John Denman, your, your tried and true host, will be back at the Firehouse Saloon and on Badlands Radio and ESPN 97.5 uh, with Kofi, sales extraordinaire from Oscar Blues Brewing, and music from Chance Anderson Band. You can listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. for having us. Thanks everyone for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.